is Team Week on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ ECU. The debut of Team Week. The feature. We've got the fight song playing for you. We're going to bring it in right here, of course, with going to an alum of ECU. Josh Graham, host of The Drive on WSJS. You can follow him on Twitter, by the way, at Josh Graham Show. I don't know his threads handle, so maybe he has one of those. I'm not sure. I don't know if anybody's contributing anymore. Um, Josh, I I, kind of want to put you on the spot immediately. Do you care to sing a little of the fight song for us? Do you know it well enough to do that? (laughs) I I think um, if you're an East Carolina student, or if you know ECU well, you know that the school has a reputation of getting down quite a bit. Nobody really knows the lyrics except <laughs> the very end where it's like, And loyal and bold for the purple and gold, we are the pirates of ECU. The rest of it's just a blur. Yeah. Kind of like being an ECU student for four years. Hey, don't feel bad. I don't know my fight song either. And guess who else doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Sorry, Charlotte. I'm very sorry. I know you we... Probably- but hold one second. You probably could do the humming deal where it's like da 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 da. See, that just sounds like a fifty show tune, Josh. That doesn't sound like a college fight song to me. But maybe that's what they all sound like. I know when to sway and just shut my mouth. That that it gives the illusion that I know what I'm doing when I really don't. Um, and and speaking, Josh, just real quickly of not knowing what I was doing, we had Steve Logan on yesterday. He, oh, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Josh, he was amazing. We also asked only four questions, and the interview was done. Now, amongst those four questions, he he explained to us what the BCS was. It was like an afternoon in the living room with your grandpa. He said, "This is. Do you guys remember the BCS? Yeah, you know what we do." And he also explained to us what the star system in recruiting is, giving us excellent analogies along the way. My question to you, Josh, do you have some interesting former East Carolina football coach Steve Logan stories? And if so, how do you prepare for an interview with that guy? Um, well, our conversations off air are the same as the conversations we've had <laughs> on air. And probably the strangest example was he had a friend that was coaching on ECU staff at one point. And he said, oh, yeah, we're coaching in NFL Europe together. And that reminds me, have you ever been to a dope shop? (laughs) I said, at this point in my life, I said, no, Steve, have you? Yeah. And I got some advice for you, buddy. I'm like, all right. It's like, never wear a hat into a dope shop. They frown upon people wearing hats. In dope shops, I'm like, how would you know that, Steve? He's like, well, I was in Amsterdam, and I just wanted to see what it was like. NFL Europe, me and this defensive coach, we went into a dope shop, and I wore a hat. And the guy looked at me and said, sir, would you mind removing, would you mind moving your hat? He's like, oh, oh okay, I, did, I just didn't know. But then it was a dome stadium we were coaching in in Amsterdam, and the entire lower bowl was smoking dope. I didn't know what was going on by the second half, man. I'll tell you, it's the most fun I've ever had. That's Steve Logan on a beach telling me a story. And then I didn't think he'd ever tell that story on air. A year later, he told that story verbatim the same way he told me the story, you know, just sitting on his boat. It's perfect. Never wear a hat in a dope shop. All right, got it. Wes, take it away. I just wanted to make sure we wrote that. All right, so getting to more serious matters with this East Carolina football team, and we know that they've lost a lot of guys holding Aylers at quarterback, to be specific. So Mason Garcia enters one of the best 
prospects to come into a group of five school for quite some time. Came in with a lot of fanfare. What have you heard about him? Is he making good on the promise that many feel that he has? I think that East Carolina is just fortunate that he's still there. It was kind of an interesting deal with Holton Naylor's, with his relationship um, to the university, being a Greenville guy who turned down NC State to go to ECU and his dad being the public address announcer for the Pirates and him doing a lot of great things. But there was always a concern, especially in the NIL era and the one-time transfer era, that if you continued to play Aylers as much as you did, you might lose a guy, which you outlined the way you did uh, nicely there, that was a pretty highly touted recruit. So the fact that he's in place is a big deal, and it's not going to be easy when you start looking at the schedule and you're like, Oh, who do we got week one? Are we going to roll out there and play uh, Gardner-Webb or something like that? No, no, you're in Ann Arbor. You're playing Michigan. Yeah, that's Jim Harbaugh, and that's a team that's pretty darn good. It's beaten Ohio State the last few years that you're going to have to line up against to open up the season. And then after that, it just doesn't get easy. Like you're talking about Marshall. There's a lot of history between the Pirates and Marshall going back to 1970. Everybody knows the movie We Are Marshall. A lot of people might have forgotten that the plane was leaving Greenville, North Carolina, to go back to Marshall back when that happened. And then Appalachian State in Boone after that. So if you're talking about a three-game stretch to try and, you know, establish who you are as a quarterback and try to get your feet wet, it's hard to imagine this level of more difficult stretch to try and make that happen again. Now, he looks to be a kind of a raw prospect when you look at him from just a technical standpoint, but also they talked about Alex Flynn, that's a fifth-year senior type of player, very experienced. They said he stole the show during the Purple and Gold game, 19-22, 172 yards and a touchdown, but they also said through the other scrimmages that were had during the spring, he posted similar numbers. How much of a threat is he going to be to Mason Garcia, and would they be afraid that if Flynn did end up taking the job that the scenario you described may play out that Garcia may end up somewhere else. It's a good problem to have, Wes, to be honest. But the thing that makes if, – if we were talking about ECU in the Lincoln-Riley era when he was the offensive coordinator in 14 or 15, that, that would have been the central conversation point of, oh, man, you have to have that ample concern of figuring out that you have the right guy to run the position. But this actually reminds me more of the Skip Holtz era of ECU football where you had like a Rob Cast or you had, you know, Patrick Pinkney rolling in at quarterback and you kind of plug and play a little bit more given the way that this team runs its offense now. Uh, last year was the first time, and really the last two years, that this was not a let's spread it out and strictly rely on our passing game, running gun type of offense. Like they have legit like a legit commitment to the run and they actually play defense which is something they never did under Ruffin McNeil and Lincoln Riley too and it's netted some results that look a lot like the early days of those Ruffin McNeil's days that were among the best that ECU's had since finishing ninth of the country and winning the Peach Bowl in 1991 so there's a lot of reason for optimism and the fact that it's not just how good is your quarterback strictly relying and directly resulting in how good your team's going to be that year is something that's different to process as an ECU person and something that actually makes me more optimistic about where things are headed. 
Josh Graham, host of The Drive on WSJS. Follow him on Twitter at Josh Graham Show. All right, Josh, we don't have a ton of time. I did want to roll through four questions I have here. Four, just rapid fire real quickly. Are you down to answer some ECU rapid fire questions? Yes, let's go. All right, let's do it. Um, We were looking at the history of ECU. Really, really good QB history that you have over there in Greenville. We'll start off with this one. Favorite ECU quarterback of all time? My favorite is Shane Carden. Jeff Blake is the best quarterback of all time. Yeah, I, I did not realize he had like oh, a... Oh, wait! Oh, wait! No, no, no! David Garrard would kill me if I answered the question that way. <laughs> David Garrard's the answer. And a quick side note, since Julius Peppers was a Hall of Honor inductee this week, I remember DG told me one story where he was... Uh, he was just playing pickup basketball in Durham, like uh, late 1990s. He's a little bit older than Pep, and he was playing with some guys who were going to be playing basketball in the ACC just a few years later. And they said, "Hey, we're just inviting this kid to play pickup basketball with us, but he's a freshman, so let's take it easy on him." And it turns out it's Julius Peppers. He's bigger <laughs> than everybody, and he crushes them all—people that he would be competing with in ACC basketball just a few years after that. So, yeah, David Garrard's my favorite because he has stories like that. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. big pool to choose from. I don't blame you for not getting the first one right. There's a lot to choose from. Uh, favorite ECU spot to eat in Greenville? Sup Dogs, man. Come on. I mean, well, look, I didn't know if you had something super secret. Devious, Chuck Sup Dogs. The classic. Oh. Sup Dogs. You never been there? No. I've All right. Heard you should it. try it. Uh, most famous person you've ever seen on campus? Oh, there was a huge rumor one time. That one of the restaurants, Sandra Bullock, who's an alum, yes. was around. But the answer to the question is Aaron Jones, who a year and a half ago, I was just eating at aforementioned Sup Dogs, and my friend's like, who's a Packer fan, I think that's Aaron Jones. I'm like, why would Aaron Jones be here? And he's like, is there a connection? No, he's from El Paso, Texas. Why would he be here? And then we walk up to him, he has a big chain that says number 33 on it. I'm like, are you Aaron Jones? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why are you here? My cousin plays for the basketball team. That cousin, Tristan Newton who then transferred to UConn, just won a national championship with the Huskies. Oh, yeah. I love the little sauce that he puts on at the end of each of these answers. All right, last one, Josh. Best win you attended in person could be any sport. It has to be the win against North Carolina, 70-41, to 41, perfect purple skies. Hmm. I'm down on the sideline, and Pat Dye, uh, the late Pat Dye, who coached Ruffin McNeil at ECU in the 70s, said that this is one of the coolest things he's ever experienced. And he experienced the Iron Bowl and coaching Bo Jackson, the whole deal. And then after hugging the university president at the time, walking off the field, Lincoln Riley looks at me and he says, this is the best win I've ever been a part of. And I think that answer has probably changed over the last 10 years.